0: Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
1: that will end it. A 30-point win for the
2: Knicks. They come home after that long and at times frustrating road trip. Played well, but finished three and four. R.J. Hackenow putting on the finishing touches as that was the sixth point of the game for the Knicks, led by R.J. Barrett's 31. And the Knicks get a little revenge on the Blazers.
3: All righty, well, that was fun. Oops, I forgot my phone. Hang on. Um,
1: there we go. All right. And we're back.
3: Giddy up! Okay, um, shout out to everybody who uh, was just with us for uh, our playback watch party. Um, all of our KFS patrons. That was a lot of fun. Um, happy Purim to all of our uh, Jewish friends and watchers and listeners out there. Um, shout out Benji. Uh, shout out Jessica. Joined us late as well on the playback watch party. And of course, an early Happy St. Patty's Day. To any of the any of the Irish uh, folks out there, or anybody who celebrates St. Patty's Day, uh, I just remembered that I do not have any Guinness in the house for tomorrow. Uh, I have some corned beef. I have to get some Guinness. Uh, I'll make a run um, in short order. I'm sure. Um, okay. Well, uh, the Knicks win a game against a team that is uh, not a very good team. Uh, quite quite a bad team actually in the uh, Portland Blazers, who by my count have two, maybe two and a half uh, quality NBA players on their roster. Josh Hart is pretty good. Um, ben McLemore should probably always have a home on a roster somewhere. And uh, maybe Justice Winslow, although he didn't quite look like it tonight. Um, that's about it. And um, I would love to get on here and be... You know, flowers and and gumdrops and candy canes and the whole thing. Um, yes, the Knicks won by thirty. I think it's great. The Knicks won by thirty. They should beat this team by thirty. Honestly, they should beat this team by more than thirty. Uh, was it a little bit worrisome that they? This was an eight-point game in the third quarter. Yes. Um, was it a little bit worrisome? How? It was an eight-point game in the third quarter, and how a particular Nick, um, who I really don't even want to say his name right now, um, decided that. Tonight was not about uh, playing solid, smart team basketball, but was instead about getting his numbers um, when he clearly did not have it going. Um, That was a little frustrating as well. Um, But look, they won the game. They won the game by a lot of points. If you uh, are of the thought process that uh, this team could come back from five and a half down, the Hawks lost tonight, the the Hornets beat the Hawks. So those teams flip places in the standings. So the Knicks, I guess, are now um what five back of the hawks and five and a half or yeah five and a half back of the hornets i think that's how it goes um whatever um lead story obviously rj barrett rj barrett felt like he had 40 in him tonight probably would have gotten 40 if he had uh maybe a a teammate that was more in tune with helping him get to that plateau we didn't see that still a great night for rj um, ended up with 31, five assists and four rebounds. I thought he made a number of other nice passes that, um, led to good offense and that, um, could have been assists or missed shots or what have you. Uh, another great game from RJ Barrett. Shout out to Fred Katz. Today's, uh, Nick's film school podcast guest. Uh, we talked a lot about RJ. He had a great article today for the athletic. Definitely. If you're a subscriber to the athletic, go read that. If you're not a subscriber to the athletic, subscribe to the athletic. Um, cause that, that piece was very good. Um, Nice minutes from Emmanuel quickly. Uh, Always nice when you have 18 points on five shots. That's what he had. Pretty good. Also, some great, just like there were some really nice passes from RJ Barrett, some really nice passes from Emmanuel quickly. Um, You love to see it. Um, He ended up with six assists, five rebounds. Um, A couple other guys didn't play as much, but I thought they played. They gave him nice minutes. The the kids' lineup looked good. Um, One of the more frustrating parts of this game was in the first half. Uh, Yes, the Knicks were winning, and yes, guys were hitting shots. For the four or five minutes that the kids' lineup was out there, RJ, Quickly, McBride, Toppin, Sims, beautiful basketball. Beautiful basketball. Um, And yet we got to see it for less than five minutes. So um, me sitting here, king of the uh, Tom Thibodeau fan club, um i'm sure he'll come up today because the story dropped today from bleacher report jake fisher saying that he's probably going to be back um next season i'm sure a lot of people have opinions about that but me being his number one supporter like that's one of the things that annoys you you know uh late in the season there's 13 games left now that group had it going you know maybe give him a little more run uh maybe don't put julius randall back in the game with you know 7 minutes to go when you're up by 20 um you know, things of things of that nature. Um, but uh good game from, from all the kids. Um Top had some nice moments, that was pretty cool. Sims has been you know, Sims has been everything you could want, and then some and uh a final shout out um to Evan Fournier. Evan Fournier, four of nine from three, his passing was really on point tonight. Um good stuff from Fournier. Uh, all in all, good night. Should be a good night. They were playing a, a, a non-NBA team. So this is what is supposed to happen. Um, I think that's everything I want to cover. I, I didn't mention Julius Randle because I'm sure he will come up in the conversation. And I want to keep it positive. So uh, let's get to the super chat on that note. Robert Cross, it's good to hear from you after seeing you last night uh, at our Patreon town hall. First time, long time, John. I believe RJ can be a number one option on NBA champion. His ceiling is the rafters in the Mecca. Um, I will split the baby. I will say I think RJ Barrett is going to end up with his jersey hanging in the rafters at Madison Square Garden. And I think he's probably going to win a championship. I have faith in this team, in this organization. Uh, foolishly so. Um, I don't think he's going to be the number one guy. Uh, I think he's he's going to be a very, 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 very strong number two. I think that is his destiny. I think that is what he's meant to be. I don't think that that is any slight on R.J. Barrett to say his destiny is as a number two on a championship team. In fact, I think most people around the league would still be dubious as to whether he could become that. I believe he could become that. Um, and I know Mr. Crow here agrees with me. So. Um, yeah, let's get, let's get Mr. Crow in on the action as well. Um, okay. Uh, thank you as always for starting us off, Robert. Um, Shamik Gayen. I know it was against an almost G League team, but damn, the game looks so easy for RJ tonight. Great follow-up comment to Robert's comment. Um, again, you could come across 31 points in a lot of ways. And we've seen RJ Barrett over the last, uh, two and a half months close to three months now where the season has turned around again shout out to Fred Katz for that article pinning December 31st as the day that he decided to turn his season around um and some 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 high scoring games look a lot better than others tonight I would actually argue that the final stat line 31 points on 10 of 20 from the field undersold how good and how dominant he looked. Obviously it helps when the three-pointed shot shot is falling. He was five for eleven from three tonight. But I just thought his drives looked under control. He took good shots. There was maybe one, maybe two shots that he took tonight that you would say are like were not great shots. Um again, when you're comparing it to somebody else on the team who took a lot of shots, doesn't really compare. So uh I completely agree with that comment. That's a really good one, Shamik. you don't know 2G. Is it just me, or has Emmanuel Quickly's shot mechanics improved over the last few games? Um, he's more square to the basket instead of twisting and leaning in like he was before. I am not a shot mechanics guy. I will be the first to admit that. I, Looking at it tonight, I remember there's one shot in particular. He had—it um, was like a running floater— And he had someone open and he decided to take it, the floater, instead. That was, like, the cleanest-looking floater I feel like I've ever seen. Maybe it was because it just, like, went straight through the net. Um, But, like, he pulled up from 30 feet and no hesitation. Like, yeah, I think – but I also think – I wonder, like, is that – is it just that he's shooting with confidence now? Because he's had several games where he's made shots. I don't care what it is. All I know is the quickly that we know and love is back. And that's so important for the future of this team because um, Emmanuel quickly is, is a good player and um, it really sucked. You know, I, I, I wrote about their crunch time woes this week. And like, there's a lot of people to blame and I'm not saying blame quickly, but I did I did notice last year in crunch time, guess who the guy was that had the best net rating in, in, um, in clutch situations on the team. Amongst rotation players, it was Emmanuel quickly, and it wasn't close. This season, um, not quite the same, and he struggled shooting it in clutch situations. So, like, you know, I'm not – obviously, I I love Emmanuel quickly. I think he he is very good, and he's going to continue to be very good. But, like, you talk about the reasons why this season has kind of gone sideways. There's, like, a million contributing factors, and, like, you know, that's one of them. Hannibal Miles, what's going on, Hannibal? Fournier looking like he fits, has good offensive and defensive court awareness. Knicks getting all the calls. Is it a full moon tonight? Um, I think the Knicks got the got the calls they deserved. Um, as for Fournier, good game from Fournier. Um, he'll have good games every now and then. I just I, the inconsistency is what kills me with him. He only played twenty eight minutes. I think that's what you want, Evan Fournier playing at like at most. I still think he's best served as a sixth or seventh man on a good team. Maybe he will play in that role next year. Um, I'm of all the like putting aside any like massive roster turnover where like major pieces are going out. I think if they return pretty much the same roster next year, the biggest change that I would like to see is Fournier set to the bench and, and Quentin Grimes starting in this place. I think that would make a lot more sense. Assuming they can get some modicum of shot creation um, at the point guard position. Um, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll see. A.E. Kennedy, what's going on, A Julius being reinserted with six minutes to go, up 20 against a college team was infuriating. Even if only for three minutes. On the flip side, Do Sims, Obi, and Quickly all got good minutes to give and take. A win is a win, goal lottery. I'm... I am not going to begrudge anyone who is infuriated by the fact that Randall, and it wasn't just Randall, too. It was uh, it was Mitch. R- Mitch came in for now. Sims have been playing for a while, so like that may have just been like a, a Sims' gas thing. I don't mind that. The Randall thing is interesting because like, again, who puts him in the game? Top who puts him in the game, right? Okay. Julius ended up with 20 points on the dot. 20 points, nine rebounds, seven assists. It's one of those stat lines where you're like, well, the guy had nine, He had 29 and seven. He had a good game. Clearly, he had a good game. Anyone who watched tonight knows that Julius Randle had an atrocity of a basketball game. And I would argue that the reason he was reinserted with six minutes to go was because he wanted to get to 20 points. Because that is one of the things that Julius Randle cares about. That is an assumption on my part. I fully acknowledge it as, an, it, as, it as an assumption on my part. It is not an assumption that I am going to um, be disassociated with anytime soon. Um, that dude wanted to get his numbers tonight. It was clear he wanted to get his numbers tonight when he was getting when he was going after shot after shot after shot after shot when he didn't have it going and RJ did in the second quarter, and that that was infuriating because they should have been up thirty in the first half, um, and. Didn't happen. Kevin Danishevsky, what's going on, Kevin? Great to see you on playback and on the halftime Zoom tonight. Always uh, a good time. The reason I want to flip Randall so badly is that we moan and groan about putting
1: up with a year more of him. Imagine four more years. I can't even imagine. Well, you know, if you're another team, do you want, to, you know, are they? is, is another team going to want four more years to choose?
3: I mean, I know we were talking – fake trades all night and like we pitched a lot of them and there's 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 fake trades you could come up with where you could you could see a team talking yourself talking themselves into them because it's like all right at this point it's worth the risk based on whatever they're giving up um it's all about the value it's all about the value and uh whether the knicks feel like they can get uh good value but uh, we'll see what happens this summer. Anthony Six, though, does the effort during meaningless games move the needle culturally slash league perception? Does it help with future players? Um, it's a good question. I don't think it does.
1: Um, although I will say this. The Knicks were on the road. And look, maybe they still get there, right? Um the Knicks were on the road to being an embarrassment. Um, it, I I think it is important that they end the season on a relative positive note. I do think
3: that is important. Do I think like these next 14 games are going to affirmatively sway any players around the league to be like, ooh, look how that shitty team ended their season. No, I don't think so, but I think it'll stave off some of the, some of the real negatives and negativity that could have come. Um, if they had like, if the thing goes really sideways. And I think I, I, again, I said it over the last few games, I think they've righted the ship. I don't know how many games they are going to win, but I think they've righted the ship. And so in that sense, I, I do think it matters. Um, okay. Uh, continuing along. um, Hush Zoo, running the offense through Randall at the end of the second and third quarters was quite the choice. Again, we assume that this is Tom Thibodeau being like, yes, let's go through Julius Randall. Do I mean, I'm sure some people out there do think that. Um, I think it is more – it is much closer to uh, this is a coach who's stuck with a guy who – he feels he needs to appease to a certain extent because he is here and he is being paid a hundred million dollars $117 million actually. next four years. Um, and if that guy wants the ball and that guy wants his touches, well, by golly, that guy's probably going to get his touches. And I'm not sure you're going to find a coach in the league. Who's not going to let that guy get his touches. Um, I know everybody wants to pin this stuff on Tibbs because it's easier to pin it on Tibbs, right? Um, Maybe pin it on the guy taking the shots. You know, it, it's about read and react. It's about you get the ball, make the right play. Julius Randle was getting the ball in all of those situations and wasn't making the right play in any of them. Um, I, you know, I don't know. We'll see. Um, okay. Uh, with Grimes back Friday, I guess Deuce is out. No, I don't think Deuce is out. They're running a um, – I think they'll run a ten-man rotation. Um, so yeah, uh, apologies by the way. Andrew just said my video is skipping a bit. Um, I don't know if there's anything I can do, Andrew. I'm sorry. Um, hopefully, it gets better. Uh, Matt down in Australia, what's going on, Matt? Despite being a cone on defense, what do you think of Fournier this year? Considering
1: he will break the three-point season record for the Knicks soon, I I think. He's a nice player in the right role, which is a sixth man or a seventh man, and he's getting paid, you know,
3: two, three, four million dollars a year too much. Um, Do I think the Knicks could win with him on the roster moving forward? Yes, I do. Um, Would I rather trade him this summer? Probably, depending on what we get back. We'll see. One more from Matt. P.S. Great energy from the young kids tonight. Yes. Very good energy from the young kids tonight. This one from the Neals next door. Sims jumped for a block and then a rebound faster than I could prep to jump just once. That was good. Um, Sims jumped so fast and so high. He's incredible. I love watching that kid play. I always feel like something amazing is going to happen when, when Sims is in the game. Um, yeah, good, good, good comment there. Long live Jericho Sims. Uh, Ryan Huang. I hope the narrative on Fournier changes. Yes, he is maddening and takes plays off. I mean, you just set him out for right there. But after starting slow, adjusting to a new role, he's been efficient on enough volume to set a, rec- to set a record and can playmake. Um, I'm not willing to say that Fournier can playmake. He playmakes occasionally. It is not something that any team that employs him has the right has a right to rely upon at this point in his career, because I think we've seen enough of a sample size to be like he is what he is. He'll make an occasional nice pass. Here's the thing that's bad about Fournier: he'll make an occasional nice pass. We are like, oh my god, that's in there. I didn't know that was in there. And then he'll go back to being Evan Fournier, which is what's so frustrating. Again, sixth or seventh man, perfect. Playing twelve, I think. Uh, Someone, I forget who said this on the pod at some point uh recently. Um play him 14, 15 minutes, fine. Play him 25, 26, 27, 28 minutes, fine. You know, um, but his his salary makes that tougher. Uh Abe, what's going on, Abe? Does Randall get moved in the summer? Also, why the why do we feed Randall so much is that the point guard or it's Tibbs it's 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 a combination of everything it's a combination of not having a point guard it's a combination of Tibbs not being able to hold his player fully accountable that's on him that's completely on Thibodeau but I put personally I put the blame mostly on Randall because this offensive system that Tibbs runs which let's call like it is is not really a system they just they have sets and then they play off of those sets
1: it gives players leeway. And when every other player, other than maybe RJ,
3: but and maybe Fournier, like when any other player like doesn't do the right thing, they there's accountability. There's no accountability with Julius Randle in that sense. So for all, for everybody who is like, my issue with Tibbs is the lack of accountability for Julius Randle. Again, have at it. That's fine. I just don't know how. I I remember saying this three months ago. I just can't imagine how easy it is for a coach to to hold a guy accountable. Now, because it's not easy, doesn't mean you don't try it or you don't do it. So, you know, again, round and around we go. Uh, Wild Cowboy Mo, thanks for the contribution. Jeremy E, what's going on, Jeremy? How can the front office watch this team and not think that they can keep Randall without also doing a great disservice to RJ? I don't know. I don't know. I I, I don't know. I don't know that they aren't thinking that, but I but I also
1: am pretty sure that for them it it comes down to. value and getting value what could we get for him he's an asset
3: they view him as an asset maybe a distressed asset it's a distressed asset but they view him as an asset and you don't you have to get something for your assets um so i don't believe they're going to be like they're going to approach this summer which is with like Priority number one: Get Julius Randle off the team. I just don't think that's how they're going to operate. Uh, Hushu, with Tibbs coming back next season, is it a, lo- a lock for Randle staying as well? I feel like the Taj Rose status to Tibbs now. I, I don't know where people are getting this from. This is another one of these things that is like that has permeated the conversation, which is like, well, Tibbs is coming back, so you know, Randall, like Randall Tibbs, like has ridden Randall because. Randall represented the best chance for him to win games last year. And Timbs will saw off his own arm to win a game. He'll certainly give the offense over to Julius Randle.
1: This season that has not been the case. So he's not like he I don't think
3: he's any married to any more married to Julius Randle than he is anybody else on this roster. Um is he going to be okay if they trade Julius Randle for like future picks and like a, a guy who can't play? Like no, but but again, the, this front office is not going to do that, irrespective of who's the coach. Um. So no, I don't. I don't. I think they're going to do what's in the best interest of the franchise. Uh, SB Gorilla, what's going on, SB? Back at it, John. Can Continues really not help himself. What was the purpose of putting the starters back in? to eat up three to four-plus minutes in the fourth. Kids played well. Obi-Uk to Sims was nice. Good game. Love the The Obi-Uk to Sims was my favorite play of the game. Um, Again, I told you what I thought. I think Randall wanted to go back in the game to get his numbers. That's what I think, you know? But who knows? Um, Kevin Danishevsky back with one more. I love how natural – a good word. Natural 31 looks for RJ. By the way, my most important skill is Grimes in between game and finishing. If he develops that and paired with RJ, watch out. Kevin I. everyone should find them someone who loves them like you love Quentin Grimes. Um,
1: That is awesome. I think Grimes like yes, his in between game and his finishing matters.
3: I'm not sure if that's going to like materially elevate him to some different level of player than what he is on track to become right now, which is if he keeps, if he keeps it up, like there's no reason why he's not going to be one of the elite three D wings in basketball, which is, which is, that's, that's enough for me. I'll, I'll, I'll take that. Um, Mild cowboy Mo. Our team is completely different without Kemba Walker. Keeping Tibbs is the right move, and next year we'll be back in the playoffs and the desirable and desirable to free agents go Knicks. So I don't think it's going to be updated yet. I don't think it's going to be updated yet. But it's funny you bring up Kemba Walker because I was was looking at this earlier today. And again, as, as Benji pointed out on the playback, you cannot absolve Tibbs of the Kemba thing. Because even though Tibbs benched him originally, A, he didn't go about it the right way. And it apparently rubbed a lot of people the wrong way. And and B, he stuck with him. Uh, I mean, I know when he brought him back and he won player of the week, he had no choice because the whole team was wracked by COVID. But after that, he stuck with him and he stuck with him in a role that was not that was not useful. Why did he do that? Was that all his decision? Did that come from elsewhere? I don't know. And we will never know. So I just want to be very clear, not absolving Tibbs of that um, completely. Uh, That being said, the Knicks have now played after tonight, uh, I believe the exact number is 71.5% of their minutes this season without, without Kemba Walker on the floor. Their net rating, and it is updated, their net rating in those minutes is higher than their net rating last season when they were the number four seed in the East. I'll repeat that just for anybody who didn't get it in the two, it's 2,384 minutes that the Knicks have played without Kemba Walker this season, over 70% of their minutes, they have a better net rating than they did last year. Tibbs never wanted Kemba. It's very clear he never wanted Kemba. So for all you folks out there, Who reacted to today's news that Tibbs is going to be coming back as the fucking second coming of the Armageddon or whatever.
1: Um, The man can coach. You just got to give him a team that he that he wants. It's not perfect. No coach is perfect. Man can coach. Um, And I'll leave it at that. Uh, Okay, continuing on and on we go. Next up, Stevens Ziyamek. Great win.
3: RJ is a stud. Kids played great. So tired of ISO Randall. Aren't we all? Stevens, aren't we all? Uh, yes, RJ is a stud, and the kids did play great. It's a good win. It's a good win. Um, Sekou Bermis. Uh Had a thought after listening to the pod. Thank you, by the way, for uh, the generous contribution, Sekou. Had a thought after listening to the pod with cats. Um, Tibbs' offense is suited for smart players. Yes, Eh. yeah, although Randall succeeded in it last year um, when he was making shots Um, and, you know, was making shots and then he was trying hard on defense as a result of it. Um, The game will tell you what to do, yes. We don't have enough smart players yet. Give the kids more time, give Tibbs more time. Again, I think there is a very valid conversation to be had for as much as I will defend Tibbs till the end of time, about whether it is the right move to bring him back. Because ultimately, and I've said this on the podcast, the front office and the head coach need to be on the same page. If there is like disagreement about which way they want to go, then, you know, why are you continuing with this? I believe Tom Thibodeau is a good coach. I think the front office believes Tom Thibodeau is a good coach. And I think some people in the front office believe that, If there's a tweak here or there, he'll look like a good coach again instead of having everybody
1: calling for his head. Um, In terms of getting more smart players, I mean, I don't know. Like Evan Fournier seems like a fairly smart player. You listen to him in press
3: conferences after the game, he certainly seems to think the game at a high level. I think we all believe R.J. Barrett is a smart player. Um, You know, Mitch is the one guy who, like, some of his comments leave you wondering, um, I, you know, I don't know. Was Evan Fournier a smart, like a high IQ basketball player? I, I don't know. Maybe a little bit. Like, I, I just, I don't know how, how many like super high Q, like there aren't that many Shane Battiers out there. Um, I think, I think we're making read and react a little bit more complicated than it, than, than it is. Um, because again, they were able to execute this last year and like they had a, not a good offense, but that was because they didn't make shots. Um, this year it's been more frustrating because they have guys that can make shots. They haven't made shots, but like, yeah. um, not a crazy delta. Though. Um, Kevin McCune, what's going on, Kevin? What's the front office standing pat behind Tibbs and Kenny Payne leaving or with the front office standing pat behind Tibbs and Kenny Payne leaving? Do you think they'll get Tibbs some help this summer from a coaching staff perspective? He needs offensive and player development support. Definitely needs offensive support. Um,
1: As for player development, like, I don't know, maybe. Um, I'll say this.
3: Like, he already has all of his handpicked guys other than uh, uh, Rick Brunson. Rick Brunson's the only guy who's been like a, a quote unquote Tibbs guy that's not on his staff right now. Um I'm trying to think there may be one other guy in Chicago that I'm blanking on his name. So I guess it would be the, the organization that would that would bring in some help. Um will they? I I don't know. Um Maybe. Do I think that's going to make all the difference in the world? Like, I don't know. Who's the off? Like, here's the thing. If you got some hot shot assistant who is like a brilliant offensive mind, are they coming here to wait in line behind Johnny Bryan and Tom Thibodeau for a head coaching job? If you're a brilliant offensive mind, do you want to test your mettle with this group of players? I, I don't know. I don't I don't know. I just don't know if this if that's what's that's what's going to transpire. I would love that. I just don't know if it's if that's going to be a thing. Um, Steven Cordero, what's going on, Steven? The number one RJ fan in the world. Randall sabotages the season and t- is a hostage to that. Uh, no disagreement. RJ is more the tipped player. I agree. Randall abdicated his top player role by being a head case. I agree. In our eyes, he abdicated it. I don't know if he's abdicated it within that locker room. At least in his eyes. Uh, hard to see the front office keeping him. Again, it's, it's not about, you know, Julius Randle's not going to be a free agent. He's under contract. you got to find someone who wants the contract, and they're not going to give away the contract. They are going to want to get some modicum of value, whether that is a, a decent player on, like, a bad contract and maybe a pick, or attach Randle with a pick for a player they really want. Um it's tricky it's just tricky to trade them that's all um not saying I can't i'm just just saying it's it's tricky that's all um all right and on that note um andrew let me know if i miss anything um shout out to uh everybody in the chat tonight again this team is terrible and yet we've had over 400 people in here most of the time um I will not be here on Friday. I don't know if I was supposed to say that, but I'm not going to be here on Friday. Um, a very special guest, hint, hint, his name is Andrew Claudio, is going to be filling in for me on Friday. So if you want someone um, on here after the game that's not going to – Oh, the crow fell. That's not good. Um, that's that's not going to be uh, team, team Tibbs. Um, tune in after the Wizards game on Friday. Also, uh, shameless plug – Check out the podcast that we have dropping on Friday. Very special guest. The patrons already know who it is. Uh, we spoke for about 45 minutes today. Great conversation. A uh, lot of fun, a lot of laughs, a lot of insight. Uh, I'm not going to say who it is. I'm just going to say it's a former Nick former NBA player, um, who he brought the takes. Uh, I'll say that. He brought the takes. So check out the next film school podcast drop in, uh, for you, uh, midnight, uh, Thursday going into Friday. And, uh, I think that's it. Uh, hope everybody has a good rest of their week and I will see you soon. Peace out.
2: The headlines remind us daily. The world is a dangerous place. The elites in charge say everything's fine. Stop noticing, but you know better and your gut knows that time is short to prepare for a world that is four missed meals away from chaos.